Happy Thanksgiving, faithful listeners. This is Jen here with P40Ministries.com. I hope that you are having a fabulous turkey day. I know that I am. I am hanging out with my family today. It'll be a lot of fun. My mom makes a great turkey and my favorite side dish is mashed potatoes and gravy. I absolutely love mashed potatoes and gravy. I could eat them all day. And I also mix in my corn with the mashed potatoes and gravy. I don't know if anybody else does that. Uh, Garrett, my husband, does it as well. And I think it's great. It tastes so good. It's just as good as gravy on there. So try it if you haven't tried that before. I don't know if that's something that I just do or if that's really common and everybody's like, yeah, I do that too. But um, just a fun fact about me, I like corn on my mashed potatoes and gravy. But we are going to be reading Matthew chapter 8 today versus, let's see here, versus... Oh my goodness, I never know where I'm at. Okay, I'm sorry. Verses 5 through 17. And I'm going to be reading out of the W.E.B. version of the Bible, but you can read out of whatever version you prefer. Now these verses are talking about Jesus. When he came into Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking him for help, saying, Lord, my servant lies in the house, paralyzed, grievously tormented. Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered, Lord, I am not worthy for you to come under my roof. Just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I am also a man under authority, having under myself soldiers. I tell this one, go, and he goes. And I tell another, come, and he comes. And I tell my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled, and he said to those who followed, Most certainly, I tell you, I haven't found so great a faith, not even in Israel. I tell you that many will come from the east and from the west, and will sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, but the children of the kingdom will be thrown out into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way. Let it be done for you as you have believed. His servant was healed that very hour. When Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother lying sick with a fever. He touched her hand and the fever left her. So she got up and she served him. When evening came, they brought to him many possessed with demons. He cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken through Isaiah the prophet, saying, He took our infirmities and bore our diseases. So this is my husband's favorite story in Matthew. And I know this because he really likes how it says that Jesus marveled at the faith of the centurion. He just thinks that's really cool that Jesus marveled at something. So Jesus is going into Capernaum, which is where Jesus lived. And the centurion, which was a Roman centurion, this would have been a Gentile. And a Gentile means a non-Jew. And Gentiles at this time were considered lower than Jews to the Jewish people because they did not have the law of God. They did not follow the law of God. They ate whatever they wanted. They ate pork and I don't know what else, all sorts of stuff. They ate all sorts of stuff that was not considered clean according to the law. They were considered to be people who didn't have God and couldn't have God. 
In fact, there were rules that said that a Jewish person could not enter into a Gentile home. Now, this was contrary to the law. In fact, the law directly says that if a foreigner who is not a Jew lives among the Jewish people and wants to follow their customs, that person, even though he is not a Jew, is to be treated the same as a Jew, and he should be allowed to follow the Jewish religion. That is very clear. God made that very clear from the beginning that anybody who wanted to become a Jew could technically become a Jew. But in Jesus's time, this had gotten so twisted that the Jewish people believed that they couldn't even enter the house of a Gentile person. They would become unclean if they did that. So this centurion who had a hundred soldiers beneath him, he, so he was a, he was a commander in the army or the, whatever they had back then. And he had a hundred soldiers beneath him. That's what centurion meant. So this centurion Gentile, Roman Gentile goes to Jesus and he says, Lord, my servant lies in my house, paralyzed and grievously tormented. So something had happened to this servant, and it was probably a servant that this centurion really loved, because otherwise he wouldn't have gone to Jesus to ask him to heal this servant. This was a servant that was very precious to this centurion. And at this time, I read somewhere that said centurions or commanders in the Roman army were actually allowed and even expected to kill their servants if their servants became too sick to work. But this centurion was different. He didn't want to kill his servant. This centurion still has this soft heart towards his servant. Somebody who has a lot of people under his command cares very greatly about one servant. So that shows what kind of heart this man had to go to Jesus, a Jew, and ask Jesus to heal his servant. It was a very humbling thing for a man with so much power to do. So the centurion goes to him and he says, Lord, please help my servant. He is sick. And Jesus, Jesus is just so, so smart. He says to this man, I am going to come to your home and I'm going to heal him. Now, I find this so interesting that Jesus said that because at the time, like I said, Jewish people were, were taught to believe that they could not enter the home of a Gentile. But Jesus says, I'm going to come to your home and I'm going to heal your servant. But then the centurion says, Lord, I am not even worthy for you to come under my roof. Just say the word and my servant will be healed. So he believes in Jesus's authority because he says right after this in verse nine, for I'm also a man under authority. I have under myself soldiers. I tell them to go and they go. I tell them to come and they come. And I tell my servants to do this and they will do it. And I believe that you have this authority as well. This is what he's saying to Jesus. He's saying, Jesus, I believe that you have this authority over sickness and over death. I believe that all you have to do is say a word and it will happen because that's what I do to my servants. I just say a word and they do it. 
But you have more authority than I do. You have the authority over death and illness and diseases. And I believe in your authority. That is what he is saying here to Jesus. And Jesus marvels. And he says, I haven't found this much faith in all of Israel. That's what he says. I have not found this much faith in all of Israel. And this includes the leper that he had just healed. We talked about that on Tuesday. You know, that man had faith. But this centurion, who is a Gentile, has more faith than any person Jesus has encountered in Israel yet. And he marvels at this. And he says to the people following him, and it, it might have been more than just his 12 followers. It could have been a whole crowd of people. He says, I have not found this much faith in all of Israel. And I tell you that Gentiles are going to come from the east and from the west. And they're going to sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. So he is telling the Jewish people here, that Gentiles are going to be eating with you. They're going to be sitting with you in the kingdom of heaven. And this would have blown their minds because they didn't believe Gentiles could possibly enter God's kingdom. They didn't have God is what they believed. They believed that these Gentiles didn't have God. And Jesus is saying, no, they're going to be eating with you. You are going to be sharing a table and they are going to be sharing a table with the great people of faith, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But the children of the kingdom, and this is, this is very interesting. Jesus goes on to say here, but the children of the kingdom will be thrown out into the outer darkness. And I don't think he's talking just about the Pharisees here. You know, he, Jesus talks a lot about Pharisees in the Bible. And many people believe that when he says stuff like this, that he is only talking about the Pharisees, but no, he is talking about everybody who had the law. And I'm not saying that every single person that had the law at this time is getting thrown out into outer darkness. That's not what I'm saying. But Jesus is saying that there are going to be people who have the law, who think they are righteous and think that if they follow the law, that they are saved but they're not saved because they don't accept me, Jesus, as their savior. And they don't believe that I am going to die for their sins. They think that their own good works can get them into heaven. And this is kind of more what I talked about maybe last week when I said, not everybody who says, Lord, Lord, is going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And you can go back and listen to that episode. I believe that was last Tuesday's or Thursday's episode. It was called the scariest verses in the Bible. Um, but, you know, not everybody that that knows who God is, is going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. It's only the people who truly believe that they need God. Knowing him is not enough. You have to believe that you need a savior and that God is the one who is doing that for you, who sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for the sins of humanity. And Jesus is saying, the kingdom of heaven is going to have Gentiles in it, but it's not necessarily going to have all the people who have the law. 
In fact, it won't. It says the king, the children of the kingdom will be thrown out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So that is talking about hell. And Jesus says the weeping and gnashing of teeth because there's going to be pain, anger, sadness, maybe regret for not following the true way when they had the chance. So there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth in hell. But then Jesus says to the centurion, go your way. It will be done for you as you have believed. And his servant was healed in that very hour. Completely 100% healed. So then after this, I'm going a little bit longer than I usually do. Jesus comes into Peter's house and he sees his wife's mother. So Peter's mother-in-law was obviously living with them and she's lying sick with a fever. And all Jesus does is reaches out his hand and he touches her hand and the fever completely leaves her. And she gets up and she serves him. And that, that part makes me chuckle because that's exactly what I feel like I would do if somebody came into my home, healed me from a sickness and was a savior of the world. I'd probably immediately get up and just start asking, what do you want to drink? What do you want to eat? And try to feed them and, <laughs> and get them something to drink. So she gets up and she serves Jesus. And then it goes on to say in verses 16 and 17 that Jesus goes on to heal tons and tons of people, people possessed with demons and people who had spirits and he healed the sick. And he says, it says here, he healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which is spoken, th spoken through Isaiah, the prophet saying, he took our infirmities and bore our diseases, which is Isaiah 53 verse four. And that if we if we turn back real quick to Isaiah 53, verse 4, it says, Surely he has borne our sicknesses and he has carried our suffering. Yet we considered him plagued, struck by God, and afflicted. And that is very true what the people believed of Jesus back then. When he died on the cross, they believed he was basically cursed by God. But it was all in God's perfect plan, and Jesus became extremely blessed by God for his sacrifice. So this was all about Jesus healing the centurion, Peter's mother, and countless others. It's just showing the love that Jesus has for humanity, because healing people of their sicknesses was not his prime goal. He did that on his own. He, he did that not only to fulfill a prophecy, but because, but because he loves people. He, his original intention was to come to earth to heal our souls from sin. But instead, he's coming and healing these sicknesses that these people are having. And that's just showing Jesus's love, mercy, compassion, and everything else that he is. So I hope that you have a fantastic rest of your holiday. I don't know if you're going to go uh, Black Friday shopping or not, but definitely have a great time if you do and stay safe out there. So thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in every single morning. Make sure to share the podcast on your social media platforms. And I am thankful on Thanksgiving. I am thankful for every single one of you guys. Thank you guys so much and happy listening and God bless.